adoration to you, O oh God, just to lift up your name and to praise you. We pray, O oh God, that you will be in charge of everything today, that everything will glorify you, God. We pray that you will sanctify our lips and the words of our mouths this morning. O oh God, as we come, let our hearts be in the place to receive from you, God. Lord, we pray that you will just take full control as we commit this service into your hand. In Jesus' name, amen. The worship team. Praise the Lord, church. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 We are blessed to be in the house of the Lord one more time. Amen. amen, amen. Hallelujah. We are, here to, we are here to give him the highest praise. What is the highest praise? Hallelujah. What is the highest praise? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> he indeed is worthy to be lifted up.
open the eyes of the blind there's no one like you none like you into the darkness you shine out of the ashes we rise there's no one like you Strong, God, you are higher, higher 
Oh, mm-hmm. 
Alpha Jireh this morning. He knows your every need. He's Jehovah Nisi. He's Jehovah Tiskanu. <coughs> He's Jeho Jehovah Shalom. He's our Prince of Peace. In a peaceless world, we can have peace when we trust in Him. Amen? And this morning, we want to lay down our crowns. We want to lay down our glory, our accolades. Everything that we feel makes us who we are. We lay it down at the feet of Jesus this morning. And we say with acknowledgement that we are nothing without you, Lord. We are nothing this morning without you, Lord. It's because of your greatness, your mercy, your love that we stand here, Lord.
presence but because of his holiness and because of his love and because of Calvary we have an opportunity to go to that throne of grace we have an opportunity to go to the king of kings we go have an opportunity to go to the Lord of Lords the Holy One of Israel and we can touch the hem of his garment even when we feel that we're not worthy to stand before him we can bow in his presence and touch the hem of the Holy God and he's still able to cleanse us from our sins and all unrighteousness. So at this time, we're going to go before that holy God. Holy, holy are you, Lord. And we thank you, Jesus, for the opportunity that unholy people like us can come before you. Let's close our eyes and as we go before God, the merciful God, full of love and compassion, we thank him for this opportunity. Holy Father, in the name of Jesus, we come in your presence, God. We acknowledge our sinfulness. We acknowledge, oh God, how unrighteous and how impure. Oh God, how we have lied and stolen and did 
committed abomination, oh God, but you are merciful. And because of that, Lord, we have another opportunity. And as we come this morning, God, we don't want to waste the opportunity. We want to come, Lord, and ask you to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God, you said we ought to be holy as you are holy. And so, God, we come this morning depending on you calling upon your name God because your name is hallowed God even as you are holy we come into your presence Lord as we come help us to exalt your name to thank you God your word said we should offer unto you the sacrifices of praise and Lord God we may not feel good in our bodies and in our spirits but God we know that you are worthy of our praise and so this morning we offer up to you our praise God from the depths of our hearts Lord we just commit this service into your hands we pray God that you will rule and overrule that everything will be done to the honor and the glory of your name God we pray for those who are here this morning and those who are listening by the World Wide Web Lord we pray that every word that is uttered from this restroom will mean something to someone this morning we pray that lives will be changed Lord we pray for those who are sick oh God you are the healer you are the burden bearer. God, we commit the sick ones into your hand. We pray, God, that you will heal them. Wherever their infirmities are, oh God, you're a God who specializes in things thought impossible. And so today we thank you for healing. God, we pray for those who suffer the loss of their loved ones. Lord, we pray for peace. We pray that you'll give them peace, oh God. That you will succor them, oh God. Lord, that they will find comfort in your words, oh God. Knowing, oh God, that someday they may see that other person again, Lord, if they were saved. Lord, we pray for the, those who go to camp this week. The camp starts tomorrow, Lord. We pray that as they go, that your word will go before them. Oh God, we pray for the counselors, that oh God, they will be all waiting upon you and listening to you. We pray for wisdom, Lord, as they counsel these young men and women. Lord, we pray for the young men and women as they go. We pray that your word, oh God, will reach their hearts. We pray, oh God, that they will not return the way they went, but oh God, that your word will have a impact on them that their lives will be turned around forever God that they will say I want to follow Jesus no matter what the crowd is doing I will stand for Jesus like the three Hebrew boys they didn't care Lord they made a determination in their hearts to serve you and young people can serve God Lord you are calling young people to serve you you said you call them because they're strong Lord we pray that this camp will be different that people of God will turn around and Give their hearts fully to you and serve you in spirit and in truth lord we pray also for the women's conference that's coming up soon god we pray oh god that you will superintend all the planning and everything that has to be done lord we know that unless you're in it it doesn't make sense so lord we pray your presence from the planning and everything that shall be done will be done to the honor and the glory of your name god we pray that you bless us as we gather here today we pray for reverend rampersar that lord as he brings your word that lord he will be anointed to deliver your word with clarity and with power lord we pray that you will just anoint him his family oh god be with us today we are totally depending upon you as we ask you for all these blessings in your holy name amen praise God thank you so much worship team praise God. 
Good morning and welcome to church this morning. It's so good to see everyone here. At this time, we really like to welcome our first time visitors. If we have anyone visiting for the very first time, could you just wave your hand at us, please? Oh, there's someone over there. Thank you so much. Thank you. We just want to thank you for visiting with us today. And as you come, we just pray that the presence of the Lord will really minister to you and you will be blessed. Do we have any second timers? Any second timers today? Did I see a hand? Anyway, we just want to thank everyone for coming to church today. And as we come, we come to worship the Lord. Amen. We come to give him praise. Amen. We come to hear him speak to us this morning. And the ushers will be giving a packet to the first timers and the second timers. Please complete it. And when it's done, you could just put it into the, um, the, the offering bucket as it passes by. May the Lord bless you. At this time, we'll have the announcements. We also want to welcome those who are listening and watching by the World Wide Web. We know the Spirit of God is not confined to places, so we know the Lord is going to be blessing you too as you're listening today. Okay, um, the top item we have on the announcement today is a youth crusade. And the youth crusade will begin on Tuesday, July 16th to Friday, July 19th. And we know our responsibility is not only to invite other young people to be here with us, to hear God's word, but also to be praying. Amen? All of us will be praying for the success of the youth campaign, the youth crusade, that the Lord will really have his way. And we can see all the speakers, dear brother Andrew Neely, Pastor Donald Clark, and our own Reverend Kwabir Francis. So we know that we need to be just praying them up at this time. Also, the South District Women's Conference at Living Word will be held here on Saturday, August 3rd at 8.30 to 4 in the afternoon. And the price for the tickets are stated here, $30 for adults, 20 for teens. And at the end of the service, there will be registration going on outside. So all the women, please be sure to register and support our women conference. More than anything, though, we're going to ask you to pray that the Holy Spirit will really minister to us on that day. And the South District Youth Camp will begin tomorrow, July 8 to July 12. And all campers and counselors are asked to arrive at 5.30 for the bus. I remember Pastor saying last week, if we come late, the bus is going to leave us. So, you know, please be sure you're here on time to get to camp in a timely manner. And VBS, we just want to say thank you. Thank you, Vacation Bible School volunteers and donors for your outstanding contribution. May God bless you. Praise God. Amen? Amen. We thank God for all those announcements at this time. We're going to be handing over to our Reverend Rampersard, and he will take over from here. Well, praise the Lord. How many of you are glad to be in God's house here today? Tell the person next to you, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Well, we want to prepare our hearts for Holy Communion. This is the first Sunday of the month, and this is when we observe the Lord's Supper. 
Communion is open to every believer. You have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord of your life. You have been born again. Jesus is your Lord. Then you are free to partake of uh, communion. And the Bible tells us that um, in no uncertain terms, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, how we should approach the Lord's table. And as we do so, we must always do so in remembrance of him. So indeed, it's a great joy and privilege for us to come before the Lord's table. I'd like to draw your attention to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, I'm reading from, verses, from verse 23 all the way to the end as we prepare our hearts to partake of these emblems symbolize, and these emblems actually symbolizes the one, the, the, it symbolized the body of the Lord which was broken for us and his blood which was shed on Calvary's cross. And I read from verse 23. For I have received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you, uh, and do so in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do it as, as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. For whoever eats this bread and drinks the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man so examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason many are weak, and many are sick among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord that we may not be condemned with the world. Therefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. But if anyone is hungry, let him eat at home, lest you come together for judgment. And the rest I will set in order when I come. So the Bible tells us, so let a man so examine himself, not to examine the person next to you, to the front of you or at the back. But it's a time when we'll ask the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, search me. Search me and see if there be any wicked way in me. And after we have asked the Holy Spirit, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, let's take a moment as we ask the Holy Spirit, the searchlight to search us. The psalmist David recognizing the holiness of God and his impure heart. He says, create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew a right spirit within me. Maybe there wasn't someone's forgiveness. Maybe there was some unresolved situation in your life where you ask, need to ask God to forgive you to cleanse you and to wash you. 
For the Bible tells us the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all our sins. We thank God for the new covenant of his blood. When he went on Calvary's cross, he paid the price once for all. When he says, it is finished. It is finished. The better sacrifice. Hallelujah. Take a moment, ask him to cleanse you, to wash you, to purify you, to restore you. As we appropriate the blessings of Holy Communion. As we bow our heads and close our eyes, we want to lift our emblems to the Lord in prayer as I ask Deacon Lee to lead us out in prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we act in obedience now, Lord, to perform this communion, O oh God, Father, we pray for the bread that represents your body that was broken for us, Lord and the juice that represents your blood that was shed on Calvary. Because, Father, we know without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. So, Father, as we confess our sins, Lord, you said that if we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, Father, as we partake in this communion, Lord, may we receive the blessings that are associated with communion, Lord. And, Father, we pray your blessing on each and every one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As I said, communion is open to all those of you who have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord. And please hold your portions. You'll receive these emblems after all have been served. We then will partake together. Let's continue in worship as the worship team leads us out. Thank you for the Thank you for the nights you paid, bearing all my sin and shame, in love you came and gave amazing grace. Thank you for this
of gratitude could you lift your portions up hallelujah recognizing that he who knew no sin was made sin for us the bible tells us he demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners christ jesus died for us i hold in my hand here an emblem of his body which was broken for us. This doesn't have any magical powers, but it's an emblem of his body which was broken upon. Uh, where his body was pierced. He did it for us. He, he who knew no sin made himself sin for us. This bread has no leaven because he had no sin. Pilate said, I find no fault in him. It has holes reminding us that he was beaten. He was crucified for us. It has stripes because by his stripes we are healed. How many of you know that healing is, is for you today? There was healing in the house. He's our healer. As we prepare to partake, let's appropriate all the blessings that accompany uh, what he has done on Calvary's course for us. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this. In remembrance of me. Prayerfully, let's, with a heart full of gratitude, let's partake. Reminded of the song that says, What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And what can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. There is power in the blood of Jesus. Anybody knows that today? How I many of you know there is still power in the blood of Jesus? The devil doesn't like us to mention the blood. But there was healing, there was deliverance, there was hope, there was victory in Jesus' blood. And in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper saying... This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let us lift our portion as we partake in remembrance of him. Bless the Lord. For it reaches to the highest mountain, and it flows to the lowest 
How many of you really know that there is power in the blood? Do you know there is power in the blood? Tell the person next to you there is power. Oh, there is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood, in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood. Of the land, there is power. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood. In the blood of the land. Oh, there, there is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood. One verse. Would you be free? Would you be free from your burden of sin? There is power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you or evil a victory win? There is wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power. The chorus once more. There is power. Oh, there is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Amen, amen, amen. Please take your seat. Praise the Lord. We thank God that there's power in the blood to cleanse from sin and to make us whole. We thank God there is power. Amen. All right. Not just in slogans, but in the precious blood of the Lamb. Amen. There is a, an announcement from the academic club. 
um, for the students. We are aware that the report cards are delayed as soon as you get them. Please drop them in the box. So all those students who are members of the academic club, please remember to drop your report cards in the box. It's very important. The time is coming up, I think, for them to do your honoring. So please make sure that yours is a part of it. Praise the Lord. At this time, we're going to be having the offering. We take it a pleasure, and it's our responsibility to bring into the house of the Lord the tithes and the offering. So as the ushers are coming forth, please be prepared to participate in this part of the service. We'll ask our sister Barbara to ask God's blessing on the offering. Let us pray. Father, we come before you today with praise and thanksgiving. We thank you, Lord, for giving us the opportunity to be in your presence today. As we get ready to receive the tithes and the offering, we're asking you to bless it. We're asking you to bless those who are able to give and to bless those who are not able to give at this time, that they may be able to give shortly. We ask that you in Jesus' name. Amen. interlude of music that was beautiful praise God um, just a reminder for this the campers tomorrow you're supposed to be here at church at five o'clock please re please remember to be here at five because the bus actually leaves at 5 30 but there are certain procedure that has to take place so you should be here at five amen God is good all the time God is good amen praise God 
And Brother Ramprasad, Reverend Ramprasad is going to be coming forth in a little bit. But I just want to say one little thing. There was an experience I had this week that really changed my life. You know, I, I, I am the first of six children. At least I thought there were six of us. Only this week to learn that I have another sister. She's 57 years old. And I didn't know about her at all. So, you know, I'm just saying... My father knew we had this child all along, and we have all of us at home taken care of, loved, and all that. And he had this child for 57 years, and he never told us we had that sister. And it, you know, I just kept reflecting on how different God is. He's a good father. My father didn't know whether or not that child ate or drank or went to school. But Jesus is a good father. He protects us. He promised never to leave us, nor to forsake us. And I'm so glad I got to know this sister. She would be the sister after me. She's 58 years old. And I, you know, have been talking to her. So yesterday, for the first time, she was able to talk to my father. You can imagine 58 years, you don't know your dad, you don't see him, you don't hear his voice. You know, and I really look back on that and I say, thank you, Jesus. That my dad, I think he's a good dad. But for whatever reason, he didn't take care of this child. But God is so different. He loves every one of us. He knows our needs. He hears our prayer. He answers us. You know, he's not going to treat us like an outside child that I don't really care. For each and every one of us, he loves us and cares for us. He knows us as individuals. He knows our needs. He knows when we are sick. He knows when we are lame. He knows when we don't want to praise him. But we thank God that he's a good father. A good, good father. First John 3 says, Behold what manner of love the father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. We are special to him. We are peculiar. We are here and joined here with Jesus. And I just want to thank God that he's a very special father to all of us. May God bless you. At this time, I call Reverend Rampersard, and he will bring the word of God to our hearts today. Thank you. Well, praise the Lord. I was thinking that that's a good sermon for today, so probably we could just sing and do the benediction. <laughs> but that was a good, thank God, amen, God is a good God. Amen, amen. Well, how many of you know that the presence of the Lord is in this place? How many of you, how many of you entered these gates with an expectant heart? You know, somebody said, you come expecting, you go back. You, go, you come believing, you go back receiving. You come without, then you stay without. Well, I don't want to be, stay without. I want to receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Tell, them, tell the person next to you that God has something in store for you. All right. God has something. We have been blessed by the singing, the praise and worship by the, by the musicians. We thank God for everything which has been said and done. God has ministered to us thus far. How many of you know that praise and amen in the house of the Lord is always timely and appropriate? Oh, amen. I heard one person said amen. So one person is in agreement with me. How many of you know that it's okay to say praise the Lord in the house of the Lord? Alright, okay. So I heard 85% of you says amen. How many of you love to praise the Lord? 
How many of you have entered into the gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise? Amen. How many of you have a heart of gratitude? Has God been good to you? Amen. So we should be this morning with that or this afternoon with a heart full of praise and thanks. Nobody needs to wake us up. Amen. I want you to know there's no blessing for those who sleep in the church. All right. No blessing. All right. No blessed are the sleepy for they shall fall, soon fall asleep. No blessing. That's not a scripture verse. That's not in the Beatitude, Matthew chapter 5. Guess what? You know what happened in Acts? The Bible tells us while, while uh, Paul was preaching, um, or Peter was preaching, I think, uh, this young man was sitting on a, on a window, uh, and, and what happened? He fell asleep, and he fell and broke his neck. All right, well, nobody going to sleep here today, but it's okay to praise the Lord. And I'm reminded of a preacher who trained his horse to go when he said, praise the Lord, the horse would start to, to move forward. And to stop when he said, amen. The preacher mounted the horse and said, praise the Lord, and went for a ride. When he wanted to stop, the the, uh, stop for lunch, he said, amen. He took off again saying, praise the Lord. The horse started going toward a the edge of a cliff, the preacher got excited and said, whoa, stop. Then he remembered because the horse was not responded to woe and stop. He remembered he must say amen. When he said amen, the horse stopped at the edge of the cliff. The preacher was so relieved and grateful that he looked up to heaven and said, praise the Lord. Well, guess what? <laughs> Praise the Lord was the command for the horse to move on. All right? So, but it's here. Praise the Lord is always appropriate. Amen. It's good to praise the Lord. I believe the Bible tells us the children of the Lord, they have a right to shout and to sing. Anybody have a right to praise the Lord in the house here today? Don't let the devil steal your joy. Don't let the devil steal your praise. Don't let the devil steal your dance. God is too good for the devil to suppress my praise and thanksgiving. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Do I have a witness here today? Come on. Do I have a witness here today? Amen. I want us, you know, the Bible tells us that God inhabits the praises of his people. What that means is that he dwells. It's conducive for the Holy Spirit to move. Not where there's backbiting and gossiping and schism and contention, but in an atmosphere where there is praise. Where we have cultivated an attitude of gratitude. Amen. I thank God for the opportunity. I must thank our pastor, Carl Francis, for given me the opportunity to stand and share what God has shared. And we thank God for our pastors. We're great man and woman of God. Do I have a witness here today? Amen, 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 amen. So I want to, to draw your attention to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 
36, and uh, this morning after the first service, a number of people came to me and said, that was a word for me. God has been speaking to me about this particular situation, and God has ministered in a tremendous way, and I have no doubt that he is going to speak to you in this service. Open up your heart and receive as the Holy Spirit uh, speaks this, this afternoon. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36. From the New King James Version. When you get it, say me, Amen. If you have your New King James Version, then you can read with me. It says, For you have need of, you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. We'll read that again. For you have need of, what's it says? You have need of insurance, endurance. You have need of endurance, so that after, after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. I believe all of us are in need of endurance here today. Do I? Am I correct? How many people in the house needs to endurance? Well, also turn to, to uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 to 3, as you follow, or if you have the New King James Version, please, you can read with me. Hebrews chapter 12, from verse 1, and it says, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with what? Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and has set sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Verse 3. For considered him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Ye have need of endurance. For the next few minutes, I'd like to share on the... The title, The Power of Endurance. Something happened in um, the year 2013 on, or on September the 2nd. And I know if I share more, give you some more clues, it will come to um, your memory. On... September the 2nd, 2013, this woman made history. Nobody ever did what she did before. However, what she did to make a mark on history was something she attempted initially 35 years before.
she attempted four times before attempting again four times before uh, before prior to this date this time before she was successful somebody are you getting are you getting is the fire getting hotter and hotter who am i talking about the lady who swam from cuba to here yeah, uh, anybody remember that is is she kind of close is she close well she's totally correct you are totally correct i'm talking about a woman by the name of diana nayak she attempted to swim from cuba to Key West on numerous occasions before, four, four times. The first time, the wind was not too friendly so she to abort the mission. The second time, she had an asthma attack, so she couldn't continue. The third time, she was stung so many times and she was allergic of uh, uh, jellyfish. That she, and she had to abort the mission. The fourth time, um, I can't remember what was the fourth reason, but she never gave up. 35 years after her initial attempt, at the age of 64 years old, she said, I'm going again. This time, she studied, she uh, studied what the weather pattern would be. She realized that the weather will, in fact, the, the wind would be blowing in the direction from, from Cuba to, uh, to Kiwas. Do you know that the distance to swim from Cuba to Kiwas was 110 miles? How many of you jogged that before? Yeah? I mean, I can't, I, I'll have a problem doing 0.10 of a mile. These days, it's so heated that you, from the time you leave your, inside your place of comfort, you're ready to run in back, to get in back. Am I correct? Here it is that this woman, at the age of 64 years old, she never gave up on her dreams. Amen. She persevered. She endured. How many in God's church today, the people of the Lord, give up too easily? One time you have failed. One time, one time it didn't work out as you, you envisioned in your mind and you give up. Do you know it took her 53 hours from Cuba to Key West. That's more than many of us work per week. Am I correct? But she persevered. And note what made it noteworthy is that she never had any protection against sharks. She was determined. She never lost focus on what she was to do, she was, she was, she held on 
to what of vision and aspiration today in the church too many of us give up too easily today if there's a disagreement with the spouse we are ready to divorce one another that's why the divorce race in the church is, is just as high as the world today. today. Today we give up on a relationship with friends, with family members, with our bosses at, at work. We are ready to quit the job. Just this week, I was talking with somebody and said, I'm tired with it. I had enough. I'm going on. I don't have a job, but I'm just going to walk, out, walk off that job. Does that sound familiar? God didn't call us to be quitters. God wants us to be victors. Amen. He has called us to be winners. He has placed his seal upon our lives. And we have to remember who is fighting our battles. It's not, it's not if, it's not me, it's not I, Paul says. But it's Christ who lives in me. Christ is the hope of glory. Today, too many people give up easily. Some of you should be at another level. You have passed that level one and you said, that's enough. That's enough. I'm not going to go further. Maybe you have graduated, you have your bachelor's and God is saying, no, he wants you to go to another level. But we, we, we settle in mediocrity. God wants us to be the best. Come on. Good, better, and best. We settle for less. God has called us to be different. The Bible tells us about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel. They had an excellent spirit in them. Amen. They, what we need of today is endurance. Because too many of us, right even in the church today, sometimes someone gets a little rough rub and we are ready to go to another church. Amen. So that's why we live in a time where we have so much church hopping and so much church shopping. So nobody is flourishing because they have not been, they have not realized they need to be planted before they flourish. You know what the saying? The saying says that uh, it goes something like this rolling stones gathered what? No moss. And some of you. Perhaps some of you have been at another church. Probably some of us have been at a particular church before a year and then another one, two years, and another five years, and another three years. As we look at the profile, it's up and down. Up and down because something had caused us to, to, to give up easily. God wants us not to give up. He wants us to look up. Let go and let God. Amen. Hear what Paul was writing to the, in fact, the writer of Hebrews says, what you need is not more money. How many of you need a little more dinero? Okay. You know, you hear the saying, 
poquito, um, de, uh, mucho trabajo, poquito dinero. Well, we need mucho trabajo, mucho dinero. Uh, we want some more money. We want a better, to upgrade the car. We want to upgrade the house. We want to look better. We want, we want to, to do, we want to make sure this, this, this physical man feels good and is comfortable. True or false? But what on earth are we doing for the spiritual man that affects eternity? You know, someone said, this life will soon be past. Only what is done for Christ will last. What on earth are you doing for eternity? What kind of deposits are we making? Here it is that the Apostle Paul is, not the Apostle Paul, but the writer of the Hebrews. He is writing to the church. They are early converts. They were Jews who have come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. They have started off well, feverishly, in service of Jesus Christ, the resurrected Lord. But some point in time, they have been discouraged. They wanted to give up. They, they felt dissatisfied. Here he is writing to them. He said, you are in need of endurance. Today we use all kinds of multivitamins and drinks and so on because we want to endure. True or false? True or false? All right. But I want you to know, what are we doing for the spiritual man? What are we doing? We need to read. You know the little song says, way back from in Sunday school. Children, can you remember it? Read your Bible. Pray every day. Pray every day. And what it says in pray every day. Read your Bible. Pray every day. And you'll grow, grow. Grow. Forget your Bible. Neglect neglect to pray and what would happen you will shrink 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 how many people today how many in God's house have been shrinking have been shrinking because of the what has been happening because of the adversities of life because of the challenges because of the demands of life you are shrinking and you have not realized it. You no longer have a desire for prayer. No longer have a desire for reading the word. For corporate worship. For witnessing. For fasting. It's, it's, it isn't as it used to be. Hear what the Paul, hear what the writer is saying. You are in need of endurance. Can you tell the person next to you? We are. In need of endurance. Yes, we are in need of endurance. I'm reminded of this man who endured. And his name was, uh, it was a chemist by the name of Norm Larson in 1953. He was, uh, he had tried on numerous occasions working with the rocket chemical company and they were trying to uh, to design a product to use in the aerospace industry and uh, he had attempted 
5, 10, 15, 20 times to address the problem of corrosion. And it was not, they couldn't have that when it comes to, in terms of airplanes and in that industry. So he tried 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35 times, 39 times. And the 40th time, he got a breakthrough. Norm Larson, in 1953, a he, what he did, he came up with a chemical that would displace water. Because water and air causes, the chemical reaction is causes rust. All right? And um, so he came up with a chemical that is called WD-40. How many of you knows about what WD-40? WD, and you know what the WD-4 stands for? Water displacement. And what does 40 stands for? It's 40 times he did it before he actually got that breakthrough. How many of you give up the first time? Anybody here? How many of you have given up? Don't show, don't lift up your hands here. You had given up on that relationship. You had given up on that child. You have given up on that job. You have given up on your studies. You are just given up. There are so many people there at the street corners. There are so many people just sit idly by because they have given up on life. I want you to know, while you probably had given up, God hasn't given up on you. Tell the person, God hasn't given up on you. Give him a praise here today. Amen. 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 Here it is. The Bible tells us that you have need, we have need of uh, endurance. The Bible considered endurance as a priority. Paul expresses its importance in, in character development. And here what Romans chapter 5, verse 3 to 5, and you can, uh, if you are taking notes, hear what it says, but I'll read it. And not only that, but we also rejoice in our afflictions, because we know that afflictions produces endurance. How do you get endurance? It's through afflictions. How many of you love afflictions? Lift up your hands. High up. High up. You love afflictions? No? How many of you want to endure? Anybody, anybody want to endure? I think all of us should be lifting up our hands. Because here what? Why do I need to endure? The Bible tells us, he that endures to the end shall be saved. All right, we need to endure. Well, hear what the scripture tells us in Romans chapter 5, verse 3, 3 to 5 says, And not only that, but we also rejoice in our afflictions because we know that affliction produces endurance. And note this, endurance produces proven character. Endurance proved, um, produces um, Proven character. And proven character produces hope. Have you found it? I think this is the key scripture for us to, to underline or to, to mark down and, and revisit. The hope does not disappoint because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has given to us. Amen. 
as it comes to character, I'm reminded of D.L. Moody who says, character is what you are in the dark. Reputation is what people say is about you. But character is what God knows about you. Amen. Amen. Today we may be able to fool one another and impress one another. But man looks at the outward appearance, but God sees the heart. Amen. Aren't you glad that God looks at the heart while others probably could have preconceived ideas about you and says all kinds of stuff behind your back? God looks at your heart. He knows everything. But the flip side of it is that since he knows your heart, he knows that you're probably not thinking about that scripture. You're thinking about that joke pork for lunch. All right, so be careful what you are thinking of at this time. All right, so let's think on those things that are above. So here it is. There, this verse tells us in Hebrews 10, 36, and we have read it. It says, you have need of endurance. Brothers and sisters, we have need of endurance. We need to remember, all of us, that this Christian life is not a 100-yard dash, but it's a marathon. All right? You know how many of people, probably you know many who started, started at, at the same time with you. How many of you have been serving the Lord for a while now? For quite a while. Do you know that this, some people who started at around the same time and they are no longer to be found? Probably they are asleep uh, spiritually or asleep physically. They have gone. Some of them have uh, in a backslidden state. Some of that had started out uh, feverishly involved in the things of God. But somewhere along the line, they have lost their passion. Amen. What about you? Today is the Lord's day. How many of you know that this is our Sabbath? Amen. And we should make every effort to be in God's house. Today, many are not here. Perhaps some are, um, you know, shopping, perhaps. Some are washing the cars. Some are uh, somewhere else. But they are not in God's house. Psalm 122 verse 1 says, I was glad when they said unto me, Let's go into the house of the Lord. How many of you are glad that you were in God's house? Amen. Hear what the psalmist also says. Um, one thing have I desired, and that's what I will seek after. What is that one thing are you desiring or have you desired? Probably more money, a lot of more wealth, more education, um, so many different things you desire, your goals and aspiration, that wonderful. Hear what the psalmist says. One thing have I desired, and that will I seek after. What? That I may dwell in the house of the Lord. How many of you look forward to being God's house? You know what the Bible says? Blessed are those who dwell in your house, for they shall yet be praising you. I want to encourage you and challenge you. When it's the Lord's day, make every effort. Prepare from the night before, not to go to sleep two o'clock in the morning or go to a party or, or wait, go to, you know, look at a movie or something and next day you are sleepy in church. Let's give the Lord the very best. Amen. God deserves the best. He deserves the best. 
too many a time we make we make too many excuses. The psalmist said, "What shall I render unto the Lord for all of His benefits He had bestowed upon me? All of His benefits." David said before King Aruna, he said, "I will not give to the Lord that which costs me nothing." Too many today prefer to give the eggs rather than the bacon. You know there was this hunger strike. The people won the strike for a long time. It was reflected in their composure, the way they look. So the pig and hen came together and they had a meeting. And the hen says, let's do something for them. Let's provide something for them to eat. And the pig says, fine, no problem. The hen said, well, I'll provide eggs. But the pig said, I'll provide bacon. What's the difference? One was a contribution. The other was a sacrifice. Today, sad to say that many of us, we make a contribution and we don't make a sacrifice. Romans chapter 12 verse 1 says, I beseech you. What's another word for beseech? A synonymous term. I, I beg you. If somebody is begging you, isn't it a grave matter? Yeah. Something of, of importance. He says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living and what? Holy sacrifice, which is your reasonable service. Today, we do so many things in God's kingdom conveniently that we don't do it sacrificially anymore. You know, as I said some time ago, I remember growing up in a time where we never had AC. Anybody grew up around that time? No, and we sat on hard benches. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah? We never even have a, had a refrigerator to get some cold water. We had no instruments. Okay? We didn't have no peer system. We had galvanized roof. Anybody know what I'm talking about? That generates a lot of heat. But uh, even though we had less, we did more. Today we have it all, but we do less. Something is wrong. Are you, am I correct? Tell me if I'm wrong. We prefer the supper room rather than the upper room. We prefer to play rather than to pray. Something is wrong. 
we need to return to the old path. We need to take heed, my brothers and sisters. We have been dwindling. We have been giving up little by little and you don't even realize it. This is how sin works. When we lack endurance, that is what happens. We drift and drift and drift until there is no point of return. Am I correct? It's not, and you have heard me say that numerous times, it's not a blowout, but it's a slow leak. And we have to be careful. The Bible says, walk out your salvation with fear and with trembling. We, ex we don't expect that it's an automatic ride. You just jump in and you'll end up in heaven. We, God has called us. He has placed his seal upon us. Romans chapter 14, I think verse 12 says, So then every man shall give account of himself before God. Every boy, every girl, everyone will ask, What have you done with what I've given to you? Some of you should be doing more than what you are doing, just sitting here week after week. Every one of us should be involved in some ministry. Every single person, I don't care who you are. You don't have to be to go to Bible school. If it's just to be in the prayer ministry, parking lot. The church, the children, the women are looking for men to lead. Sometimes we have a handful of men here. Where are the men? A man should be the prophet, the priest, and the king of the home. Typically on a Sunday morning, you find probably 70-80% women. Where are the men? Go. Pray for me, he said. We are to guard, guard, and govern. We are to nourish, cherish, and admonish. How could we do that without fools? We cannot give what we don't have, gentlemen. When is the prayer meeting? Many of you are missing, but we have 60 women and five men. Well, hear what Luke 18.1 says. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. It's a generic term. However, I want to challenge us. Use this opportunity to challenge you men. We have a grave responsibility. Joshua 24, 15 says, But for, us, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Lead by example. Jesus is coming soon. Amos 4 says, I have an outline just this morning, but God wants me to say what I'm saying here this morning. To one person, if it's only one person, Amos 4.12 says, Now prepare 
to meet your God. We do not know when the time will come, but it's coming. Are you enjoying? The Bible tells us Jesus endured the cross. Too many of us give up easily, as I said initially, on our dreams and aspirations. God expects us not just to be good, but better and boss. The Apostle Paul says in Galatians 2.20, recognizing the Christian life is not a life where he lived. Drawing from his own accomplishments and strength. But he recognizes it's an exchange life. Galatians 2.20, what it says, help me. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Galatians 2.20, I saw if I started, you were going to finish it. Right, Galatians 2.20, you know, I attended a function yesterday. And I heard this lady not to, you know, not to make anybody look small or anything. But the person is a real good Christian. I've known her for probably most of my life. I'm 57 years old. And probably I knew her probably 50 years before way back in Trinidad. And um, she was here and she stood up, took the microphone and says, the scripture says, the family that prays together stays together. Is that in the scripture? How many of you never knew that? You find out in what? Makariah 14, 16? No. How many of you know that cleanliness is next to godliness is not in the scriptures. But they say the principles are there. However, Hosea 4, 6 says, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Hence, we don't spend time in reading the word. So we don't know when somebody comes with a strange doctrine, we cannot sift it. You see, is what you deposit into the bank is what you can withdraw. True or false? Otherwise, if you fail to make, to, if you fail to deposit and you make a withdrawal, what is going to happen? What is the big word start? That big O. Where is it? That big O? Overdraft. All right, so we have to make some deposit. But Galatians 2.20 says, For I am crucified with, come on, Mr. Walker, you are crucified with Christ. That is what you were saying. You are crucified with Christ. So it's no longer you, but it's Christ who lives in you and through you. So therefore, when you walk and talk, whatever you do and say should, should actually exemplify Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, somebody said if you were convicted for Christianity... Would there be enough evidence to convict you? We have an attorney here this morning, this afternoon. Or oh, they say, no, that person, that per I heard that person curse. That person is a liar. That person could never be a Christian. Come on. We need to be light and salt of the earth. The Bible tells us, let your light so shine before men. Amen. We have a grave responsibility. The church, you are the hope of this, for this, 
this, this uh, community, this, uh, this nation, for the world today is the church of Jesus Christ. Some songwriter said the church of God is moving on. The church of God is moving on. The battle has been overcome. The battle has been won and we have overcome. So say goodbye to doubt and give a victory shout for the church of God is moving on. We need to have endurance, not to give up, not to let go, not to be, not to chicken out and to give in. Hear what uh, Winston Churchill said. How many of you remember that name, Winston Churchill? You remember? Who was he? Who was he again? He was the prime minister of... All right, um, England, with those days, was called the British Empire. In 1940, um, 1941 to 1945, right? Uh, how many of you are history students? You remember that? Winston Churchill. And now the, um, they were against, the world were up against Hitler. All right? And what happened? The soldiers and the... Uh, many of those who were uh, uh, up against this evil man and empire, they were disheartened. They were wanted to give up. But he said seven words to them. And he says, never give up. Never, 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 never. I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, brothers and sisters, never give up. Help is on the way. God will make a way for you. Amen. What you need today, you need endurance. You need to have tenacity. You need to push until something happens. Don't give up. You know, P-U-S-8, somebody said, came over that I, a conim that says, pray until something happens. Push. How many of you are ready to push here? Are you ready to push? Pray until. How many of you need a miracle in your life? How many of you need a, a breakthrough here today? Anybody? Hear what, hear what Hebrews says. You are in need of endurance. Don't give up. Don't give in. Hear what James 4, 7 says. Submit yourself therefore to God. Another word for submit is what? Yield. Give yourself unreservedly to God. Then we can resist the devil and he will flee from you. But meanwhile, Ephesians 4.27 says, And neither give no place for the devil. If we give place to the devil, then what would happen is that we are not going to have that stamina and that stick sticky itiveness to, for continuity. Hear what 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse, uh, I think 57 or 58 says, And be ye therefore steadfast. And unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. 
You know, too many of us, we give up and give in too easily. Let's, uh, let's surround ourselves as uh, Hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 to 3 says, uh, um, and it, it tells us, therefore, and anytime you see the word therefore, you always have to ask yourself the question, what is therefore, therefore? Right? What is therefore, therefore? So it is making a connection with between chapter 10 and chapter, uh, chapter, chapter, chapter 12, chapter 11, and that talks about the, let's say, the hall of fame or the hall of faith. The hall of faith with all these Enoch and Abraham and Moses and all of them who went through such afflictions and went through such adversities and how they responded to it. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, uh, I want to challenge you. I, I think I said enough. The Holy Spirit has been speaking to you. But I want you to note something. I want you to know what the Bible says. What we need to do if we are to endure. One thing. And right after the service, a sister came up to me and says, the Lord has been speaking to her about this, about certain friends and certain people uh, she had in her life. And she had to make a decision and say, if I'm to progress and uh, go forward, I need to live a separated life. I need to, I need to not to continue to have that kind of uh, friendship with these kinds of people who are not making positive deposits in my life. Hear what it says. So let us lay aside every weight. Okay? And the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. What is hindering you today? What is a weight? What is keeping you back from running this race and finishing this race? Say what Paul said right into Timothy. He said, I've fought a good fight. Amen. Coming to the end of his life, concluding his life. Hear what he says. Not too many people could conclude their lives with this kind of statement. He said, I've fought a good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. Henceforward, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Are you fighting a good fight? Do you plan to finish the race? Are you keeping the faith? In keeping for the faith, Jude says, we not just keep the faith in, in a such a way, but we need to contend for the faith, defend for the faith, live out your faith. Amen? Amen? So it is imperative. What we need is uh, we need to have uh, um, endurance. And uh, I want to close uh, with this here today about uh, what this is what I... I've, I've read about this person, and truly, truly it was a challenge. And um, uh, the story about uh, a guy by the name of uh, Eric Wienhemeyer. He was a blind man. Uh, he was 
the, the first blind man actually to successfully climb to the top of Mount Everest. The highest point, Mount Everest actually is the highest point on the earth. The story is told of this um, uh, great accomplishment which was told um, in this book uh, by the name of Touch at the Top of the World. And shortly after that, um, this was shared by someone, in fact, I think Dr. Dave, David Jeremiah. And after uh, Eric, this young man who made this accomplishment, climbed the highest point on, on the earth, um, he heard Dr. Dave, David Jeremiah talking about his accomplishment. His father, uh, Eric's father, he called uh, Dr. Jeremiah. And um, what he said, he said he, he, he told him that he was not just uh, satisfied with reaching the highest point of, of the, on the earth, Mount Everest, but he was going to another level. He was training to, uh, to, do, to kayak a certain challenging area, which he, he did, and he won all kinds of accolades, and he never stopped with that accomplishment. I say that to say, you have accomplished a lot, but don't stop with where, what, that, what you have accomplished then. God has greater things for you to do. How many of you believe that? Amen. Tell the person next to you, God has greater things in store for you. Are you ready to work together with God? What we need of, we need endurance. Let's not give up easily. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's look to God. Hebrews 13, 16 says, For we may boldly say, The Lord is our helper, and we shall not fear what man shall do unto us. But we need to, what we need to do, look at Hebrews chapter 11 at the close of witnesses. Get rid of those weights and besetting sins. Let's pray. Uh, let's read the word. Let's uh, encourage ourselves when nobody's wrong uh, to encourage us. Let's not uh, give up on our dreams as Diana Nayak, uh, even at the age of 64 years old, uh, was uh, to, to achieve that mon monumental achievement where she swam from Cuba to Key West. She never gave up on her dreams. She endured. Amen. Amen. And if the thing about it, the race here is not for the swift, but he who endures to the end. And I'm absolutely going to wrap it up there, but I'm reminded of a little story. Um about the turtle and the hare. How many of you remember that? The turtle and the hare? What you remembered about that? One was fast and one was slow. So obviously, the one who was very fast was destined to be predicted to be the winner of the race. He had a lot of speed, lightning speed. So guess what? The hare asked the turtle, are you able to go anywhere with that speed? Almost zero miles per hour? The turtle says, I'm going to make it. I'm going to reach the finish line. Well, the hare went ahead and he said, I'm going to rest and I'm sure after I take a good nap, I'm going to win you. 
I'm going to reach a finish line before you. Well, the hare got before, uh, went ahead before, went under a tree, took a long nap. He got up, stretched, yawned, a great uh, time of rest. When he opened his eyes, he realized that the turtle was near the finish line. It was too late for him to beat the turtle. The turtle won. What's the lesson? Many of us have started off well. We continue, it's okay. But let's not just rely on past accomplishment. Let's not rely on past experiences. Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind, I profess towards the mark of the high calling of Christ. Let's forget those things which are behind. Press forward new and uh, better things that God has in store for us. Let us all stand. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We have need of endurance. So many of you want to say in God's presence, I need endurance. Anybody here? Probably you are thinking about giving up. Or you have given up already. But I want you to know there was hope, there was help, there was healing in God's house. If you would put your trust in him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto thy own understanding, but in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Amen. Amen. Could you take a moment and if you need a special word of prayer. You came here. So many of you have already given up. You are here. You come week after week. But we have given up. I want you to know there is help. God is going to make a way for you. All right? And God is speaking if it's one person. Before we leave here today as an act of faith, we are going to wrap up the service momentarily. You who are watching by the internet, don't give up. God has a plan for you. His plan for you, a plan of peace and not of evil. He has a great future and a great hope for you. Don't give up. Help is on its way. Amen. If you come this morning or you know, this today at church and you felt like giving up, you felt like you need strength, just come to the altar and just with as an act of faith. Come, come. Just come down. You know you need to, you need to, to, to rely on him. You, some of you are lifted your hand. Make that other step, a step of faith. And come down. We'll take one moment quickly and then we'll be dismissed as an act of faith. God is speaking to you. God is saying you need endurance. You need to endure. He who endures to the end shall be saved. We are surrounded by so a great cloud of witnesses. Let's surround ourselves with champions. Those who can speak into our lives. Not those who could criticize and, and, and so on. Speak negative, negative things. But those who are in line, alignment with God's word. Somebody again just come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God will make a Come on, if you know it, sing it out. Let's get it on the overhead, and uh, somebody you can help us, and let the musician get it there, and then we'll sing it. And somebody come again. We'll be leaving shortly, but God will make a way for you if you will endure it. 
if you will endure, endure. He who endures. God is calling you to a life of endurance. Amen. So we got the pitch, we got the song now. your life to him. If there's anyone, if there's any one person, just come up to me. Before we leave as an act of faith, just trust him. Hallelujah. God will make a way. your hands and your voices and give him praise for he is on the job he will make a way for you thank him in a thank him in advance for making a way for turning around that situation amen that from this day you are going to live a life that uh, you have the power to live a life of endurance so victory will be yours deliverance will be yours you are not going to be dissuaded. You are not going to be detracted. But you will be determined. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Before we pronounce the blessings, please remember that we have our night service later at 7 p.m. We want to encourage you to be back. Come back for a dynamic time of praise and worship as we come in the presence of the Lord. This is the Lord's Day. If you have never attended one of our Sunday nights meeting, please come back. Come, invite a friend. Come and spend this time in his presence. You are not going to regret a moment of it. All right. Thank you for coming right after the service. If we have any first-time visitors, 
we have Sister Sandra at the back. Uh, this is a good time for those of you who are invited or first time guests, please take them uh, um, right after the service to the hospitality suite where they will be refreshed and meet some of our leaders immediately after the service. Thanks again once again for being here in God's and uh, God's house with God's wonderful people. And can we lift our hands as we pronounce and appropriate the ironic blessings in Jesus' name. Now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and may he give you his peace as together we say. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Good day. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.